Happy Mother's Day. Listen, guys, this is a special episode. We want to talk about our mothers today. And I want you guys to know that mothers are so important. They wear many hats, sometimes more hats than we really know. You know, for me, Mother's Day is sometimes an emotional day for me because my mother is no longer here. But I'm so grateful for the time that my mother was here. There were lessons, valuable lessons that she taught me, and not always in conversation, but basically just by watching her. You know, I have uh, very fond memories of her. And one of the things that I can remember from my childhood was this, that I'm an only child. So my mother, I guess in her mind, she wanted to make sure that I didn't grow up feeling entitled to things and, you know, feeling like the whole wide world was wrapped up, you know, with me or, you know, just spoiled. So when I was a little girl, I can remember times when I was outside playing with some of my peers and she would come outside and she would give all of us a cupcake or either um, she would cut up oranges and, you know, if it was five of us, then five of us received some oranges, you know. So that was good. That was cool. So one particular time, I came in the house and, you know, me and my little friends, we were out on the porch playing and I had seen that we had some watermelon a couple of days ago. So I ran inside and I said, Mom, I said, I want some watermelon. And so she said to me, okay, but I'm gonna give it to you later, baby. And so I was so shocked. Of course, you didn't respond with anything negative. And I was like, yes, ma'am, okay. And I can remember thinking, why did she give me a piece of the watermelon? You know, I know we had some. You know, it wasn't like it was gone. And so it wasn't until maybe an hour later that when I went back into the house and all my friends had gone home, my mom said, okay, I'm going to give you some watermelon. And she said, baby, I want you to know, it wasn't that mama didn't want you to have any watermelon. I just didn't have enough for all your little friends. So I didn't want to send you out with watermelon if you didn't have enough to share. And you know, I didn't really understand it at that time, but as I grew older, I began to understand that what my mother was doing was she was trying to make sure that it was instilled in me that I needed to be caring, you know, care about other people and that I needed to be a person who could share. I needed to be a person who wasn't selfish. And so it was lessons like that that I learned, you know, from my mother. And I'm so grateful for that because I'm telling you what, honey, when you run into uh, a selfish person or run into a person that's spoiled, you got something on your hands and you already know I'm telling you the truth. So, you know, my mom, you know, we had a lot of lessons, you know. Um, another one of the lessons was that my mom wanted to make sure that I knew her God. And you know, when you're small, you're little, and you live in a neighborhood, and let me just talk about my personal experience right here, and you're the only child on your street that's Pentecostal, 
everybody else is Baptist or Methodist or just, you know, nothing at all, you know, they really didn't have the restrictions that I had. Now, I'm not talking about restrictions in dress, but I'm talking about all the time attending church. Listen, where are my Pentecostal people at? Because y'all know we went to church no less than three times out the week. Mm-hmm. And we went twice on Sunday. You can't even hardly find a Sunday night service anymore. But we went Sunday morning, Sunday night. Tuesday night, it was prayer service. Thursday night, it was evangelistic service. So I always seemed to get called in when it was time for me to play, you know, with the kids, if it was time for my chance to bat, you know, because you got to wait for your turn. And every time it was my turn, it always seemed like my ball would come to the door and she would say, Cammie, and I knew that it was time for me to come in and get ready to go to church. So, you know, my mom, you know, we went to Sunday school, you know, um, but we didn't go to church all the time. I I'm not going to say that, but let's just say we went more than what I wanted to go. And I said to myself, honey, when I become an adult, there's a couple of things I'm not going to do. And one of them is I'm going to go to church only one time. I'm not going to go five times a week, you know, and be careful what you say you won't do because you will end up doing exactly what you say you won't do. Who would have thought that God was going to even call my name to be talking about him and encouraging people? So you know what? I'm not in a physical building of a church, but hey, it's church. Right now we have a house church, right? So, you know, my mother to me was exactly what I needed for me to survive. She was what I needed to learn about her God. She was what I needed that helped me to fall in love with her God. Now, out of all of that, I'm going to tell you, my mom wasn't perfect. But I'm telling you, she was about the closest thing I seen to being perfect. For real. For real. Y'all know what? I would sometimes come home. And I might hear my mom on the uh, on the telephone speaking with someone. But guys, I never heard her killing somebody. I never heard her putting somebody down. And I was like, wow. But all of these things really didn't dawn on me until I became an adult. And when I got in trouble, it helped me to realize that if she didn't do it to somebody else, she wasn't going to do it to me. And you know, my mom was the kind of person that she believed in telling you the truth. And I remember one time when I was going through and out the church and just living my life, whatever I wanted to do, whatever came to my mind. And one day she had this conversation with me. And she said that when she was in college, she said, Cammie, she said, I realize how you can be one way now and then all of a sudden your life turns and you start doing other things. Because, listen, guys, my mama got saved when she was 12. Filled with the Holy Ghost, speaking in tongues, back with the burning fire. <laughs> yeah, she had the real thing, okay? But she said when she went off to college, she said and she no longer had anybody encouraging her to go to church. And, 
you know, she got involved and, you know, had all kind of, I guess, different type of friends. So she said she just kind of moved away from the things of God, you know, and she entered into, you know, perversion, you know, and, and smoking and drinking. And you know what? Just sitting up there listening to my mom say she did that. I mean, I couldn't really hardly believe it because ever since I'd been in this world, I'd seen nothing but Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. But it gave me so much more respect for her because she was willing to tell me that there was a time in her life that she had walked away from God. And then there was a time in her life when she surrendered and came back to God. And so, you know, although... I didn't show a whole lot of expression because I was just so shocked, but I thanked her for sharing with me the truth. So I just really, really, really want to say that our mothers play such a vital part in our lives. And you know, uh, one of my favorite stories in the Bible um, is found in 1 Kings, the third chapter. And you may be familiar with this story, but this story is about Solomon and the wisdom that God had given him. And um, this story, it says these two women, and you know what the Bible calls them, the Bible says harlot. Okay, but in our day, we probably would call them a thought, you know. <laughs> I was like, really? I didn't even know that myself. I knew that they were two women, but I didn't realize that the Bible said that they were harlots. So that meant that these people, you know, they were struggling, you know, they was over here and over here, sleeping over here and sleeping over here. But this story is so amazing because it really shows you the love of a mother, even though the Bible is calling them a harlot. So let me just get with you and tell you the story. The story is that these two women have children. They have a baby. And then it says one lady has her baby first. And then the second one has her baby second. And then the story says that while they are sleeping, one of the ladies rolls over on her baby and smothers her baby. So what she does is she gets up in the middle of the night, takes her dead baby, and gives her dead baby to the other woman and takes the living baby with her and goes back to her room. Now, let me tell you something. Well, sometimes we think the Bible don't have nothing in it. Listen, this is a hot story right here. I'm like, really? Wow. So when the morning comes, the Bible says that the woman turns over to feed her baby and she sees that the baby is dead. But when she looks at the baby, she recognizes that that's not her baby. And she goes over to the other woman who has a baby that's living to tell her that that's my baby. And of course, the other woman says, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. So they end up going before Solomon, the king. And you know what? I love Solomon. This was a bold statement that he made. But he was able to make it because God gave him wisdom. He said to the both of them, he said, all right, I'm going to take a sword and I'm going to split and cut the baby. I'm going to give you half and I'm going to give you half. And you know what? This mother, even though the Bible described her as being a harlot, this mother cried out and said, no, don't do that. Give her the baby. And because of that, Solomon was able to determine that the woman who said 
don't harm the child. Give the child to her so the child can live. He determined with by that 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 was her baby. And I'm like, man, that was a good story. But you know what it showed? It showed how much that mother loved her child. That she was willing to make that sacrifice so that that child could live, even if she was not going to be able to raise that child. You know what? A lot of you may have had mothers that had to make some decisions that seemed like they were not favorable for you. Some of you, maybe your mother gave you to someone else to raise. And I can't really say that I understand how that feels, but I do know that it opened a door for a level of rejection on your life. And maybe you absolutely do not know your mother and maybe you do know your mother. But what I wanna tell you is this, is I want you to consider if you are struggling with uh, having an unforgiving heart toward her, I want you to think about this, that it's a good possibility that your mother gave you away, not because she didn't love you. She actually gave you away because she loved you and she felt that you could have a better life if she gave you to someone else. That's a strong love right there. That's a love that shows that the mother is not being selfish. That's a love that a mother understands that her child has great potential and that she wants to make sure that her child is put in the best conditions in order to reach their full potential. But I want to tell you today, I know that the enemy plays with your emotions and will tell you that your mother didn't love you. But I come to tell you that your mother did love you because a lot of you have been able to be successful. A lot of you have been able to do some wonderful things because of the setting that you were in. A lot of you were able to attend college because of the setting that you were in. And I wanna encourage you to seek God and to ask God to forgive you. And for some of you who may have found your mother, but you yet found it difficult to have a relationship, and maybe she's still not embracing you, I want to tell you, your mother is walking in a level of guilt and a level of shame. And she has not been able to come to terms that the fact that she did give you away, although it was the best thing at the time, she's still struggling with it. And so when she sees you, she doesn't know how to receive the love that you want to give her. She doesn't know how to step in that mother that mother role that she's not had to do for years, you know, uh, on a physical basis. So I want you to begin to think about those things because your mother could have aborted you, but she chose not to do that because she saw value in your life. And the enemy is telling you that your mother didn't love you. Your enemy is telling you that your mother didn't see you as having value. I come to tell you today that she did. And even if your mother right now, again, is struggling, and it seems like she goes through great length not to have a relationship with you, 
I want you to begin to pray for her. I want you to begin to say, God, help her. That she will be able to come to terms with what has happened. And come to terms with the fact that you desire to have a relationship with her. Because I want to tell you the truth. Our mothers experience a lot of things that they never share with us. And in some cases, those of you who are saying, well, I grew up with my mother, but I don't have a great relationship with her. I want to be closer. Um, I want to hug her, but it seems as though she, she doesn't want that. I want to tell you this again. Many of our mothers have experienced things uh, they've experienced a lot of trauma in their life. They've experienced a lot of abandonment. And a lot of cases, they just don't know how to give you what you need outside of giving you a roof over your head, outside of making sure that you have food, outside of making sure you have clothes. And, you know, in my time of in leadership, I've met a whole lot of people who do not know how to give a hug or be hugged. Because in my family, my mom and dad always hugged. I mean, it was just like, when I got home, I got a hug. When I was getting ready to leave, I got a hug. And you know, when I grew up, I just thought everybody did that until I became uh, a teenager. And then I saw that there were people that didn't know how to embrace a hug. And they would step back or draw back. And, and then I started wondering, well, wow, did I do something wrong? Because I just thought everybody did that because that's what we did in my household. And so as I continued to grow older and talking with some, some people would tell me that we didn't hug in my house, but they knew that their mother and their father loved them, but they just didn't hug. And so, you know, I, I really think that it's important I think touches are important. And the reason why I say that is because there's a part of all of us that seek that level of attention. And we want to be able to give that because we don't want to allow the enemy to give wrong touches. And then we find that our children sometimes enter into certain types of relationships because really, they're just looking for somebody to hug them and to touch them. You know, I've experienced where even simply saying I love you, it's not there. And I will um, tell you in a lot of cases, what we have experienced from our mother is what was given to our mother. Some things are duplicated. You know, I've spoken to people who said, you know, my grandmother didn't hug. You know, so sometimes people are doing only what's been done to them. So what I'm asking and saying to all of us is we need to walk in a level of grace as much as we possibly can. Because even if you're not getting a hug from your mother, even if, you know, you're not as close as you want to be and all of these things. Listen, the day that the Lord calls your mother home. A lot of the stuff that we believe that matters will no longer be important. And for some of you who've had some level of dispute with your mother and you're no longer speaking to your mother and you're okay with that, 
You've gone days and weeks and months, some of you years, and you've not picked up the phone, you've not arrived at her house. Listen, I beg you today to just say, I'm gonna be humble because I only have one mother. I only get her one time. And when God calls her home, you will not be able to say you're sorry. You'll be, you won't be able to come and give her a hug. You won't be able to say, I love you. You won't be able to say all that stuff doesn't matter. Cause listen, I'm just gonna tell you this. There are some things about our mother that may not change, not because they can't change. They may just be refusing to change. So we have to be humble enough to accept and receive what we can. Because at the end of the day, when everything is over, you need to be clear in your heart that you've done everything you could do. You need to be clear in your heart that you've loved as hard as you could love. You need to be clear in your heart that you try to see about them as much as you possibly can. Because I wanna tell you this, when my mother went to be with God, I had no guilt. And my mother was sick a lot of her life. But I had no guilt. Because whenever she needed to go to the grocery store, if she needed me to take her, I made time to take her. If I had to push her in a wheelchair, I'd push her in a wheelchair. I remember one time we were having the Night of Joy at Disney World, which was a gospel concert. And I had been going for years and my mom had never gone before. And so she wanted to go. But at this stage in her life, she wasn't able to do a lot of walking. So we had purchased a mobile chair. But honey, that mobile chair never really worked like it should the whole time we had it. I don't know why we just didn't send that thing back, you know. But they sent us a new battery, but it just really never held a good charge. And I remember saying, sure, mom, I'm going to take you. And, you know, we um, rented a Greyhound bus, you know, that type of bus. And so we put the chair underneath and everything was good, you know. We sat in a chair, we got off the bus, and we were going around probably maybe about an hour at Disney World. Now, the battery that we had was supposed to be good for at least four hours. And it wasn't that we are going to be walking all the time, but the battery died after an hour. And you know what? My mom was so distraught, and she was like, you know what? Just leave me here and y'all go ahead. I was like, I ain't leaving my mama nowhere. And it was so great that I had some friends with me. And let me tell you, I pushed my mother along with my friends everywhere we go. I would not just leave her somewhere. You know, it was moments like that that I remember. You know, the even days when I cry, because I still cry. And my mother left here in 2003. But there are still days that my heart is heavy. You know, there are still some Mother's Day are better than others, you know. But I cry about my mother even when it's not Mother's Day. I mean, it can be July the 18th and I'm driving and all of a sudden I see something or somewhere where we spend a lot of time or either a thought will come to my mind and I just begin to cry because I miss her so much. But I don't have tears of guilt because I gave all I had. So I just want to encourage you guys, at this stage of your life, give all you can give. Do all you can do because when God takes your mother, you can stand proud and say that you gave all that you had to make sure that your mother was okay. All right, guys, 
have a happy Mother's Day again. Wait a minute, wait a minute. I can't, oh, I thought I was finished, but I'm not finished. Listen, I want to say to every woman out there who stood in the place of a mother, whether you're a spiritual mother, your aunt, your sister, your friend, you stepped in the place for someone who didn't have a mother at that moment. And you stepped in that place to give them direction. You stepped in that place to give them a hug. You stepped in that place and you bought them some food or clothing or you gave them shelter. Whatever you did, I want to say thank you. Because there's something that God just puts in women that gives us that motherly just instinct. And so we'll just automatically sometimes just start to do it. Even sometimes when we haven't been asked to do it. It's like when we see someone and we see them, they're in trouble. We try to help. So I want to say thank you to you and happy Mother's Day to you as well. See ya.